Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Rumble Ramble Podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter, at CorbinNBA. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, so check out Sports Ethos on Twitter, at Sports Ethos, S-P-O-R-T-S-E-T-H-O-S, online, sportsethos.com. A lot of great stuff going on over there, including a massive NBA trade deadline show that will run for about five hours. Trying to get 500 likes on that bad boy. We're at 350 or something like that. So definitely make sure to hop on there and get that like in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yours truly will be there. A lot of great other content producers, basketball, know-it-alls. And I mean that in the most endearing way. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll have some trade action. So definitely make sure to check that out. One more time on Twitter at SportsEthos, S-P-O-R-T-S-E-T-H-O-S, online, SportsEthos.com. Listen, y'all, today is Monday. No, it's Tuesday. Ha ha. It's Tuesday, the 23rd of the month. One more week until we are in February, which is crazy to think we are moving that fast. And let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, we had some crazy basketball last night. We had some crazy basketball last night. Uh, Victor Wembanyama scored 33 points in a game against Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers, and that was all well and good. It was Wemby's fourth 30-point game. You love it. Yes, good to see all the future. Yes. Except Joel Embiid went off for 70. Yeah, and that's not all. Carl Anthony Towns, playing the Charlotte Hornets, went off for 62. Then you had your more normal high-scoring games. Kevin Durant against the Bulls went off for 43. And Jason Tatum against the Dallas Mavericks went off for 39. So a lot of just big scoring nights um, as Hoop Central on Twitter at the Hoop Central said. The league went off tonight. But let's start with the Spurs and the 76ers because Joel Embiid 70 was something to behold. Mind you, 76ers didn't really shoot well from three, so it wasn't like they were on fire from the field. They were 49% from the field, but just 25% from three. Um, But Joel Embiid was on another level. 70 points, 18 rebounds, and five assists for the big man, just doing all sorts of things. Um, But he did it on 24-41 shooting. So, yeah, he missed a few tips, missed a few middies, but, like, 24-41 is still better than 50% shooting, right? Took two threes, made one of those, really good there, had a steal, had a block, and most of his points, I'd say about 60 of his points, were during actual competitive portion of the game. The last 10, you know, they were kind of putting themselves up a little bit more in terms of they already had, like, a decent lead, and they just wanted to see him kind of make some real 76ers history. And it wasn't, like, a blowout enough. I mean, it was a 14-point game with two minutes left. But it wasn't a blowout enough that you were like, eh, you know, we're really trying to go for it and, and being a little shameless with it. So I did like that the quality of it was, you know, during the course of the main action of the game. The Spurs just didn't have the personnel for him. Like, Wembenyama stuck him a little bit, and, and I thought it was decent. Wembenyama definitely got his points on um, Embiid on certain matchups, but that matchup went exactly how many people thought it would go. Like, Embiid just dominated Wemby down there. And that makes sense. He probably will always do that. I mean, he's a huge, like, Embiid is a monster. We know this. Embiid is a beast. We know this. And that mid that mid range jumper is going down like it's been going down most of the season. It's something different. But if he can get you down the post, put his butt into you and get you under the basket, um, good luck. You know, that's all you have. And that's all Wemby had, and it did not go in his favor. Um, but it didn't matter if it was him, didn't matter if it was Zach Collins, like it didn't really matter what the matchup was, and Bede was getting anything he wotted. And really piled up the points. Um 
Just a massive performance by him. Uh, aside from that, two other plays in double digits for the 76ers. Tyrese Maxey, 18 points, 8 assists. Tobias Harris, 14 points, and 6 assists. Uh, for the record, the, the assists were really good for the 76ers. You had the 8 from Maxey, the 6 from Tobias Harris, the 6 from Nicholas Batum, um, the 5 from Joel Embiid. Uh, they did a really good job of just spreading the ball around. Uh, and yet, they still had less assists for the game than the Spurs. And that was because it was just their starters who had all the assists. Off the bench, now a whole lot going on down there. One for Furkan Korkmaz, one for Kenyon Martin Jr., who had got 17 minutes of playing time, and one for Daniel House. For the Spurs, like I said, Wemben Yama, 33 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists for him. He looked pretty solid for the game. Um, like I said, definitely had his struggles defensively in that matchup, but like that makes sense. Um, that's to be expected, but he had a nice little move on Victor in the post, he shot 10 and 19 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, also above 50%, also really efficient for him. So not a whole lot really there in a negative way to speak about. Like, just a really solid game for him. Um, in addition to that, Devin Bissell at 22 points, 4 rebounds, and 9 assists. But that was really kind of it. You had double-digit scoring from other guys. Doug McDermott had 13. Uh, Jeremy Sohan had 14 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Trey Jones had 12. You know, it, it was decent. But Kelvin Jones, in 21 minutes, only had 8 points and 2 rebounds. Zach Collins, 1 point and uh, 6 boards. Just not a whole lot there. And again, I'm reading the defensive matchup on a beat. Jeremy Sohan, Julian Champagny, Victor Wiminyama, Zach Collins. Like, I'm sorry. That's, that's hardly a murderer's row on a very decent center, much less one of the best in the entire league. And that showed. But... What a performance. NBA history, uh, one of the most points scored since Wilt. With that permutation of points, rebounds, and assists, the only other guy who had something close to that was Michael Jordan, which is crazy. But, yeah, 76 history. It's Embiid. The next four performances have various Wilt Chamberlain performances. And then it is, um, or no, it's Embiid. The next three performances are Wilt Chamberlain performances. No, I said right the first time. And then it's Allen Iverson with his 60 back in 2005. So, what a game, uh, for sure, and what a performance. But let's go to our next high-scoring game, and that was the Charlotte Hornets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm going to have an episode of the Sports Either Charlotte Hornets podcast coming out soon uh, with reaction to this and other games, so definitely make sure to stay tuned for that. But suffice it to say that Conley Town stopped the game red hot, made his first eight threes, had 40 points at halftime, finished the game with 62 points, eight rebounds, and two assists. But honestly... The Timberwolves let the Hornets stay in it. They let the Hornets stay in it. The Hornets came back with a 36-point fourth quarter to steal the game for the Minnesota Timberwolves, 128-125. to And, you know, Coach Finch, Finch at the end of the, of the Wolves game was, was just ticked at his team. Absolutely ticked. He said they the effort wasn't there, that Cat was trying to force it, which compared to Wimbeed, yeah, I think Cat definitely was toward the down the stretch of the game. Mind you, there was a controversial play. Crunch time. Carlton Towns went for a shot. Now, mind you, it went over three people. Not really sure what the goal was there, unless it was to get five to get to the line. In which case, mission sort of accomplished. Because Cat did get fouled. Only issue, the refs didn't call it. Got fouled, no call. Hornets go the other way. Scores happen. Game's over. And, like, Cat definitely had something to say about that. You know, as he should. Like, he got robbed on the last play. The two-second report will go... The two-minute last... The two-second report. The last two-minute report will go back on that and, and clarify a little bit more. But, like, what's going on there? Like, you, you definitely could have found an open guy. You definitely saw, in my mind, 
hey, I got 60, I can go for more. And, like, that's great. 62 points in 38 minutes, 10 of 15 from the from three, which, by the way, is the most three-pointers attempted and made by a big man um, in a game. Like, like just hella efficiency. Like, really, really good there. But that's just not, that's not going to do it. 18 points for Nikhil Alexander-Walker to be second for the Wolves. After that, Rudy Gobert, 13 points on 66 shooting. And that was it for your uh, double-digit folks. Anthony Edwards did not have a great shooting night. was 3 of 11, but he stopped at 11. 9 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists. He knew how to feed the hot hand. Jake McDaniels, 9 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists for him. But honestly, like I said, Cat was great for 3 quarters. I will give it the 4th quarter. I thought there was a lot of shots he rushed and tried that he probably shouldn't have done. And for the better of his teammates, could have got the ball worked around. Used the attention he was getting defensively um, as an offensive fulcrum to get other guys easier shots. But instead, it seemed like he was content to force a shot, and it just didn't work out in his or ultimately the Timberwolves' favor. And that was an unfortunate and rough loss for them. What a win for Charlotte, though. Let's not take away from the resiliency that they showed and the great play that they showed down the stretch. They were led by Miles Bridges, 28 points and 5 rebounds for him. Brandon Miller, 27 points, 3 rebounds. He was big in the 3rd and 4th quarter. Uh, P.J. Washington got the start, 12 points and 7 boards. LaMelo Ball had a double-double, 18 points and 13 assists with 6 rebounds for good measure. Terry Rozier actually had an off night, 11 points and 4 assists. Not a whole lot going on there for him, but he was solid through most of the action. So, really good to see guys like them step up. Um, I just love the fact they Hornets showed that fight. They could have easily been demoralized by the kind of play that they were witnessing. On the other end, they did not, especially when you look at a team that is, you know, 10 and 31, they've been hit by injuries, they've just had a, a rough season. You can look at that and, 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 and certain teams wouldn't have that fight, wouldn't have that spirit and they would just go down, you know, to one of the great all time performances. But no, no, the Hornets did not do that. They, I mean, they were down for most of it, but they stuck around, they stuck around and then came back with that epic fourth quarter to come and take the win. So you gotta love what you saw from Charlotte there, especially in a tough game against the number one team in the West on the road. Well done by Charlotte. Um, Other scores to go into. Suns came back from a 22-point deficit to beat the Bulls 115-113 on a clutch KD jumper with 1.6 seconds left, something like that. Um, Really good game for KD. Second straight 40-point game, 43 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists. Um, 16 points. Five assists for Devin Booker, 18 points, five assists for Bradley Beal. Both of them had four rebounds apiece. Drew Eubanks off the bench, 10 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, 8.7 rebounds and four assists. The ball was being passed around so well for Phoenix. They finished the game with 32 assists. And that was enough to outlast the Bulls, who played really good team basketball and were really good for three quarters and then held pace through most of the fourth, even when the Suns came back, as they slipped defensively, their offense stalled, but just weren't able to do enough. Um, I will say there were seven players that finished in double-digit scoring for the Bulls, led by Kobe White's 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists, almost messed around and got a triple-double. Nikola Vucevic also almost had a triple-double, 19 points, 17 rebounds, and 7 assists for him. 21 points for DeMar DeRozan, 15 for Alex Caruso, and then 13 apiece for Ayu Dusumo and Patrick Williams. But um, DeMar DeRozan had a tough three attempt over the outstretched arms of Kevin Durant. They tried to bank in. It was too hard off the back rim, and that is how the Bulls lost the game. But for the most part, a lot of fight there. Um, 
both teams shot pretty well from the field. The Suns should just shot better than Chicago across all levels. 48% from the field for Chicago, great. 51% for Phoenix. 37% from three for Chicago, great. 41% for Phoenix. 64% from Chicago, not great. 76% from Phoenix, not terrible. Um, but yeah, really, really fun game to watch. And again, the Suns uh, with these big three, uh, call them the comeback kids. Call them something. But you call them the winners six straight, six straight because they have been on fire. Celtics beat the Mavericks 119 to 110. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for 74, um, along with 14 rebounds and nine assists between the two of them. Uh, and they were just too much. Drew Holiday at 17 points, seven rebounds, and six assists. Al Horford at 11 points. Really good there. Um, but the Mavericks just didn't have enough for them. Uh, and they also just didn't get enough scoring help. You had triple double from Luka Doncic, 33 points, 18 rebounds, and 13 assists. Um, you had Kyrie Irving with 23 points and six rebounds and three assists. Off the bench, Tim Hardaway Jr., 20 points and a little else. Josh Green, 14 points and seven rebounds. And that's it. Not a whole lot from Derek Lively. Not a whole lot from Derek Jones Jr. Nothing from Grant Williams. Very little from Maxi Kleber. Nothing from Jaden Hardy. Okay, I mean, Grant Williams, like, 2-2-3, two, two, and three, but that's, that's nothing in my eyes. Um, so just not a whole lot there. And, yeah, like, credit to the Mavericks for making just enough shots to hang around and definitely making a little more closer in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were too much. In fact, there was a moment I thought was hilarious. Jalen Brown put Luka Doncic on straight skates. So bad, Dallas, the Jumbotron tried to show it. They didn't try. They did show it. The cross-up Luka Doncic on the Jumbotron. And you could hear quite visibly on um, the Mavericks broadcast uh, my, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. saying to turn that ish off. We don't do that here. Which, like, I guess you shouldn't. But I thought that was funny. Um, Grizzlies beat the Raptors 108-100. to You had balanced scoring for the Grizzlies. Four players of double digits led by Jaron Jackson Jr. with 27, 18 points and 10 rebounds for Vince Williams Jr., 19 points for Luke Kennard with seven assists, and 10 points, four rebounds, and four assists for Santi Aldama. But everyone who played for the Grizzlies and everyone who played played at least 10 minutes scored the basketball for Memphis. For the Raptors, 29 points and nine rebounds for R.J. Barrett, 22 points, 12 rebounds, and eight assists for Scotty Barnes. Double digit scores off the bench were Thaddeus Young and Dennis Schroeder. But that was really it. And as far as shooting from the field, um, Toronto did pretty well. 44% from the field, 34% from three, 95% from the line. But the Grizzlies shot better from the field and shot better from three than the Raptors. 46% from the field, 38% from three. Um, but yeah, another good solid game there. Again, we know the Raptors are rebuilding and just seeing what works around Scotty Barnes. The Grizzlies are still trying to fight, and you love to see that. All right, real quick. So we know what you love to see. You love to see energy. Energy is great, y'all. Um, it's one of those things that we need more of, don't get a lot of, but here we are still. And I am somebody who, I mean, there's a lot going on. I did not have a lot of energy last night. I was supposed to record this show last night. I'm recording on the morning of the 23rd because I was tired. Why? Didn't I have a magic mind, y'all. My magic mind would have helped me out so much. What is magic mind? An amazing product that helps you with energy while also increasing your focus and losing some of the jitteriness that can come from caffeine. That is what Magic Mind is. Um, I love it because I've been able to really see the improvement that I've had in my health since I've been doing it, just in terms of the energy that I'm able to bring to the table. And when they're made with all natural ingredients, you know, you don't lose with that. Um, matcha is one of the big um, ingredients in there that contains way less caffeine than coffee, but also contains additional compounds that extend the benefits of caffeine by slowing your body's ability to absorb it all, 
as well as reduce stress. And so these compounds in matcha work together to prevent the spike in cortisol levels and the inevitable crash that comes from ingesting too much caffeine. And that's not the only all-natural ingredient that is in Magic Mind. There is so much more, but I say try it out. It's one of those things where if you're a coffee addict, if you've been struggling with your memory, if you're someone trying to really increase your focus as we head into the next month of the new year and make it a great one like this is something you might want to check out and try and so i highly recommend you doing that i'm gonna give you a big tip here so that you are able to make that happen go to www.magicmind.com right now slash jan jan for january daily nba that'll help you get one month for free when you're subscribing for three months and then if you add on my code daily nba 20 it's an extra 20% off, which basically over the course of three months gets you to 75% off. Now, here's the deal about this. This only lasts until the end of January, so hurry up before it goes away. But again, www.magicmind.com slash J-A-N daily NBA. And then once you put that on, boom, get there, check it out, get that one month for free. Put in the code daily NBA 20, all one word with the number two zero at the end, all together to get that 75% off. That will last until the end of January, but it'll give you enough time to check it out, see how you feel about it, and go from there. All right? One more time, www.magicmind.com slash JanDailyNBA. Get my code DailyNBA20. Make it happen, y'all. It's Magic Mind. Let's crush these New Year's resolutions. All right, y'all. Nearly done here. Let's run through one final score. Well, two final scores. My mistake. Three. My bad. Where am I? Cavs crushed the Magic 126-99. to um, You had a really balanced game from Donovan Mitchell who had 25 points and 13 assists. Uh, really good dimes throughout the course of the game. Sam Merrill, though, led all Cavs scores from the bench with 26 points. Knocked down nine threes. Was really on fire. For the Magic, Paolo Bancaro with 18 points. 17 for Franz Wagner. 10 for Wendell Carter Jr. 15 on the bench for Mo Wagner. And that was all, folks. Aside from that, um, the Kings outlasted the rap. The Kings outlasted the Hawks, excuse me. Uh, 122 to 107. Uh, yeah, it was a big game for Harrison Barnes, one of the best games he's had in a month. Uh, he had 32 points and four rebounds, but he was one of several, uh, if you want to count it, seven Kings players in double digits. You had uh, the 32 from Barnes, you had the 14 from Monte Sabonis, the 13 apiece from Keegan Murray and Malik Monk, then you had um, 12 points for De'Aaron Fox, and 10 points for Trey Lyles. Actually, if I do my math correctly, I fit six. Six plays in double digits. There you go. JaVale McGee, a near third, a near seventh with seven points and three rebounds. For the Hawks, DeJounte Murray, who has been on the heat of the past week and a half, 35 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. Um, and he was one of five Hawks players in double digits. You had 18 points uh, and four assists for Bo- Bogdan Bogdanovich. 13 points for Sadiq Bay. 11 points apiece for Jalen Johnson and Clint Capella. But ultimately... The Kings were just too much. Uh, shooting 46% from the field, not making a bunch of their threes, but getting to the free throw line at about the same rate as the Hawks, but making more of them. They out-rebounded the Hawks. They had more assists than the Hawks, more steals than the Hawks, less turnovers, more points in the paint. So ultimately, just where it mattered, the Kings dominated Atlanta and led to a win for them. And then lastly, the Bucks beat the Pistons 122-113. to Pistons hung in there gamely enough, especially without Cade Cunningham. Um, another semi-bound scoring effort. You had five players in double digits for the Pistons, led by Marcus Sassers, 23. Then 19 for Isaiah Stewart. Uh, 15 points for Bojan Bogdanovic. And then uh, 17 for Jaden Ivey. And a double-double 
12 and 12 for Jalen Duran. But ultimately, the Bucks took over uh, and closed out well down the finish. 31 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists for Giannis Antetokounmpo. 26 points for Chris Middleton. 15 points and 11 boards for Brooke Lopez. 17 points and 8 assists for Damian Lillard. And 13 points for Malik Beasley. And that was more than enough to take care of Detroit, who have been pesky the last couple of games. Despite being 4-39, they've definitely given a much better fight than we've seen through some of it. Especially in a game that you didn't have Kate Cunningham that I thought was going to be much more of a blowout than it actually was. So credit to Detroit for that. All right. Quick five-game slate for tonight, two of which are on TNT. Uh, Nuggets will be playing the Pacers at 5, my time, California, t- uh, Colorado time. Uh, at 5.30 on TNT, the Knicks will be playing the Brooklyn Nets. That will be the Battle of New York. Um, 6 o'clock, the Jazz will be playing the New Orleans Pelicans. That's going to be a fun game. While also at 6, the Portland Trailblazers will be down in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. And then lastly on e- on TNT to close out the night, the Lakers have been playing the Clippers. That will be an interesting game, but it is important to note that LeBron James has already been ruled out due to his ankle. So he will not be playing this one. We will see how the Lakers respond. But again, five-game slate, some interesting matchups there. We will see how it goes. But also... I hope that it goes well for y'all, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. want to thank y'all for making me a little part of y'all day. But that has been it for Ramble Ramble for today. So get out there. Make it a great work day. Make it a great day off of you off. If you're feeling sick, I hope you feel better. If you're feeling great, I hope you feel even better than that. But until next time, I am Frosty. Y'all stay frosty, and I'll talk to y'all real, real soon. All right, y'all.